Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, my name's Cameron Bedding, and welcome to the Your Mind is Your Home podcast. I'm going to share with you some ideas and concepts all around mental and emotional health. I'm going to discuss ways that may help you expand your way of thinking that may then possibly improve how you're then living. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as I share with you now some positive insights around mental health. I guess that we get so many personal breakthroughs in, let's say, a therapeutic sense, or even actually just in a general life sense, when we realise things about ourselves, things about situations, things about life. And it's in those realizations that can lead us to change. Now, whether that's motivating us to make the changes that we need, or whether it's highlighting a point or area of pain and discomfort that we no longer want to be in, we can again be encouraged to move away from the things that aren't serving us as we move towards the things that we do want in our life. So self-reflection is key. Awareness is powerful. And if you think about the following questions and you start to get realizations about yourself, just think about, do you know how to work a mobile phone? Right, pretty straightforward, yes or no. Do you know how to use social media, things like Facebook, Instagram? Do you know how to send an email? So now consider this and really think about this. Do you know how to use your mind? And what do I mean by that? What I mean is, do you know how to work with your thoughts? Do you know how to work with those inner voices? Do you know how to be more present? Do you know how to change your thoughts and inner voices that you experience on the inside to change and improve how you feel and also how you live? And it's in the questioning of working with people and having questions as a coach that takes the person inside themselves to do an internal search of their map, their model of the world, so that they can see how they're experiencing their experiences. 
And so through those questions, you may have answered, yes, I know how to work a mobile phone and I, I know how to use social media. And I asked the same questions when I opened uh, a talk at the Mind Body Spirit Festival last year in London, where I stood on stage with, I think there was about 150 people. And I said, please put your hand up in this room if you know how to work a mobile phone. And everybody put their hand up. And then I said, and keep your hand up if you know how to use social media. And everybody kept their hand up. And then I said, keep your hand up if you know how to use your mind in relation to your thoughts. And I explained that a bit more. And pretty much everybody put their hand down. And for me being on stage, it was that realisation of this audience of people that knew how to operate a phone and how to work social media, but didn't know or wouldn't be able to explain how they could work their own thoughts, their own mind. It just kind of highlighted and proved to me that the education around mental health, um, pretty much I think across the UK, this is my point of view, there's a real lack of awareness of, of what you can do, of how you can think, how you can change and improve things for yourselves. And I work mainly with adults. So if this is the situation for adults, what's the situation for teenagers or children or what are they going to grow up to know what they can do with their mind? Because, you know, they're going to be highly skilled in science, in maths, in English and all the real important things, right? Or is that really important? What about learning and educating yourself on how to deal with your emotions, how to deal with your thoughts? Um, And you don't have to get it perfect. You don't have to make yourself immune to experiences. But I'm talking about dealing with things so that it doesn't eat you up on the inside. And I suppose that's where I was in my early 20s. I was completely unaware of how to escape what was happening on the inside for me. I was in a difficult place. It was all private. It was personal. But I didn't know how to cope with it. And I got really, really good at smiling on the outside and showing people that, you know, I looked and appeared happy. And I guess if I'd known better, maybe I would have dealt with things differently or maybe actually not dealt with things differently. Maybe I wouldn't have gone through such prolonged in a turmoil. And I really think that doesn't need to be the case now. We don't have to suffer at the hands of our own minds and our thoughts. Now, in episode one, I spoke about how we structure our thoughts, which we all experience our inner world, like we're watching a screen inside our head. We all experience our thoughts with things like still images. We see people, we see places. We also, for some people, have scenes that play. We watch things that have happened. We watch things that may happen. And we have a collection of sounds. We have our own inner voices. We have lots of different voices. We also have other people's inner voices inside our head. The conversations that we have with people. The things that are repeated inside our head. The sounds of our parents, our bosses, our teachers. And so that's kind of the structure of how we form our experiences. But I didn't know about this. I just thought my thoughts were taking over the way that I was thinking, which massively, massively influenced in my 20s 
how I was feeling. And this section, um, which I wrote in my book, Your Mind is Your Home, the section in the second chapter, What I Know for Sure, for many years, I was in so many ways a prisoner of my own mind. The thoughts that I would think held me captive to the fear that paralyzed me mentally and emotionally. On the surface, I seemed as though I had it together. Although I thought that I depicted a character to those around me that was happy and in control, on the inside I was taunted, tortured and teased by the thoughts that lived in my head, which occupied the screen of my mind. The slideshow of scenarios was full of fear. The uncertainty over my life left me confused in so many ways that my mind played over and over the fearful possibilities that wrenched my gut emotionally. I was, for so long, a victim to my own mind. I felt powerless, unable to change or escape the channel of thoughts that kept on showing up brighter and stronger, making me feel so uneasy in my own skin. Smile and dance, talk and nod. On the outside I was there, but on the inside a cyclone of thoughts plagued my mind and emotions, which was destroying me slowly as the pain of my mind grew stronger. And that's pretty much where I was. That's what I know for sure. This whole section in the book is telling you, the reader, and you now, the listener, that I was in a place where I felt that I had no control over what was happening inside my head. Now, no one knew what I was going through. I didn't share it. No one knew what I was thinking, what I was saying to myself, but it was a pretty dark place. And this part of the book then goes on to this realization I had in my later 20s of actually how I got to a position where I started to understand how I could change those inner voices how I could say what I wanted to say to myself, how I could change the scenes that I was watching in my head. So I got to a point where I started to work on myself. I started to self-develop and it was probably the most powerful thing that I ever have done in my life. I started to read so many self-help books to understand my thought processes, to understand how I could find a sense of inner peace, a sense of calm. I was meditating on a daily basis. I was using YouTube guided audios, which again showed me that my mind could be directed. So what I know for sure is that the same mind that can cause pain is the same mind that can cause peace. The same mind that sees only problems is the same mind that can create and find solutions. But it's getting to that point where you start to move past those difficult thoughts, where you move past the fears, where you move past thinking the worst case scenarios. When you start to shift your thinking, not only do you change how you're feeling, but you start to transform how you're living for the better. Now, 
we all go through difficult times in our lives. We all have external influences that cause us to think in a particular way that then cause us to feel in a particular way. But this isn't about making yourself immune to the way that you think so that you don't suffer within. This is about understanding and educating yourself, which kind of goes back to that first chapter of the book where I talk about how your mind will be your friend for life. This is about developing a relationship with yourself, a relationship with your mind for how you think, for the things that you say to yourself. It's about developing a relationship with your thought processes so that you can, if necessary, shut down those thoughts. You can stop those scenes that are playing from the past or you can interrupt that pattern of thinking which is causing you to feel on edge and you to feel anxious. Now, I've done it for myself. I educate the people that I work with with so many processes that they can use and utilize, but it's always down to them to then do it out of the session. And it's the same for you. Even if you're just getting it from listening to this, or you then start reading a book, or you then start doing a guided audio, it's down to you taking daily action. And for so long, I felt like I had no control. I felt like I would wake up and there it was. The screenplay was there. The thoughts were there. And they were getting stronger and they were getting darker and they were getting more unbearable. But that doesn't have to be the case. You can learn, you can educate yourself very quickly on so many different ways that you can change and transform the things that you see, the things that you hear, the things that you think inside your own head. And why is this important? Why is this so important to me? Well, firstly, because I've been there. Then secondly, I kept seeing and still see a pattern from the people that walk into the clinic where I work or the sessions that I do online. It's the people that feel that they're a victim to their own mind. It's it's getting that understanding or getting that realization that you are not just you and your mind isn't just your mind. This is about developing an understanding, a relationship with your thoughts, with your mind, so that you can think and feel the way that you want to think and feel. You can live the way that you want to live. If you direct your mind, your mind will do what you want and expect it to do. So if you now think of a palm tree, or if you now think of a waterfall, from my direction, if you see that inside your own head, you are directing your mind to think what you want it to think. If you say your name now inside your own head without moving your lips, and you hear yourself saying your name inside your own head, you have activated and switched on and given that voice the chance to speak from your direction. And there is so much that you can do. And it can feel like a challenge. It can feel like an effort. But this is really about getting an understanding that if you can put the time, the effort in to learning how to use your phone, how to set up a social media app and profile and how to post things, if you can 
actually commit to that, then you can commit to a minimum of two minutes a day on working with your inner voice, on working on the thoughts that you think, so that you don't fall victim to your experiences, to your thoughts, so, so that you don't feel paralyzed within, like I did, with what you're feeling. So this really is a call to action. This is an opportunity for you to understand, to explore, to go on a journey to educate yourself because your mind is your home. It's where you're going to spend so much time in your whole life with your thoughts. So why not begin to understand how your mind works and why not develop a relationship that actually makes your life easier? more pleasant, more bearable, to live inside your own physical self. So it's the awareness. It's the awareness that you have, that you learn, that you bring into your life. It's the awareness. And what you do with that awareness, that's the key to your power. That's what's going to allow you to change and improve things for the better. If you understand by actually working on yourself that your mind is not the enemy. You can actually put down that fight that you're having within, the resistance that you might be having to working on yourself, the kind of ability to ignore your thoughts and just to have this external glow of actually, I'm okay. But stop doing that, put your energy actually into realizing that, hang on, I can work with my thoughts. I can build a relationship here because your mind is not the enemy. Your mind will do what you direct it to do. And you may feel that this, this kind of thing almost that's been living inside of you with these thoughts or with these sounds and the things that it says is not who you want to communicate with. It might actually feel like it's, it's something that you don't want to face up to. It might not feel as good, but I can guarantee you that your mind will do what you direct and what you tell it to do. And so just think about this because questions lead us to self-reflection and questions lead us to self-realizations. How long have you been watching the things of your past play over and over inside your own head on that screen where your thoughts play? How long have you been listening to the conversations of the past or listening to the fears and worries of the future that you communicate within? And you probably do that and that's probably happened for you and you probably do that inside your head with your thoughts. But now consider this, would you come down into your living room every single day and switch on the TV and watch the same scene of the past over on repeat all day long? And would you play, I don't know if it's Spotify or Apple or Sonos or whatever you listen to, would you play the conversations over and over on those speakers and listen to them through your headphones of the past every single day? No, so why would you subject yourself to watch and listen on repeat to those things that worry you, those things that cause you concern for those things that have happened or may happen on repeat. Why would you do that inside your own head? And it's again, looking at things 
getting the reader, getting the listener now to understand that actually a lot of the actions that you do inside your own head, a lot of the things that you say you wouldn't actually do in your reality. So if you get to a point where you can understand that your mind is not the enemy, and actually your mind is your home, if you see your mind and your thoughts as your home, what would that look like? What would that sound like? What would that feel like if it was a living room? Would you wallpaper the walls that you're in with all the things that you're saying inside your head so that you could read it? Would you do that? What would that environment be like for you? And it's really through those realisations that you get to understand or you get to consider and you don't have to take all this you know, you can take what you want to take from this, but you're always going to be a product of what you think you are. Your thoughts and beliefs, they're always going to shape and create your existence and how you feel and how you see the world around you, which will go on to how you interact with others and how you value yourself, how you live your life. The thoughts that you have in your head, the things that you say in here, they're always going to direct the experiences that you have in your life simply from the thoughts that you're allowing yourself to think. I'm reading from the book now. So looking at this section, which I've called Systems Update, I-O-S-U, we tend to update all of the things in our life. We just click a button, right? We update our phones, we update our tablets, we update our subscriptions. We get updates on our apps where there's bugs, there's things that have, you know, been improved and we just click update. But what about updating iOSU? What about looking at yourself and updating your beliefs, your thoughts, your thought patterns? Right? What about that? Think about that. Because we spend so much time doing so many things external and actually... The point is that you have to actually turn within yourself and you have to kind of take a step back to get that understanding, to get that realisation. And my first question would be to ask yourself, how long have I been experiencing the feelings that I'm having? And how long have I been thinking the way that I'm thinking and saying the things inside my head that I'm saying, how long for? I've had people say to me, I've had severe anxiety for 20 years. I haven't traveled, it's affected my family. And we've kind of got through so much of healing that anxiety in pretty much two 90 minute sessions because things update, things have updated. Look at the way that you're using technology now in comparison to how you were using technology 10 or even 15 years ago. The actual therapy world has updated. The coaching world has updated. We have so many tools, techniques, resources that we can now use to change things quickly and for the better. You don't really have to go and have a hundred sessions of just talking to someone, talking it through. There's things that have updated because we've discovered what we can do with our minds. And you need to understand that as things in the technological world have updated, Things have also updated in the therapeutic world. 
We have access to so much information online, so many self-help books, so many blogs, so many Instagram posts, where if you take the information and put it into your life, into your mind and your thoughts, you can make things better for yourself. And so the focus really is to understand that your mind isn't the enemy and that what I know for sure is that the same mind that can cause you pain is the same mind that can bring you peace if you allow yourself to do the work. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me at cameronbeddy.com or for some daily motivation, join me on Instagram at Coach Cameron Beddy. And in the next episode, I'm going to get into the fast interventions and talk about how we can work with those thoughts and actually look at some tools and resources that you can use on a daily basis. Actions that you will already be doing, but just not with your thought processes. So please join me in the next episode and have a great day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 